0: Hello everybody, Ben Hodges here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors' 130-114 to win against the Atlanta Hawks. Riker, tonight, solid win against the Hawks, but history was made. The Raptors continue on their 8-game win streak. Fun, fun game to watch as a Raptors fan.
1: Absolutely, and we can start right away with Mr. Kyle Lowry passing Jose mm-hmm. Calderon, an all-time assist leader for the Toronto Raptors. Ben, you mentioned fun, and it looked fun on the bench when he passed that milestone. Mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, they're doing crazy celebrations. The crowd was feeling it. It's just, it was a good game to watch. Very light-spirited, light-hearted, uh, and a bit of fun.
0: Most definitely, and this is just another accomplishment for Kyle Lowry with the Toronto Raptors franchise. Obviously, multi-time All-Star, All-Star starter, NBA champion, just and the records are just going to keep coming for Kyle Lowry as he plays more and more games with this team because he, he he's done it all over his career. In my opinion, he's the greatest Raptor of all time, just in terms of his career. Obviously, Kawhi is the surefire best and had the best season, but in terms of greatness, Lowry is just a, keeps asserting himself as the greatest, in my opinion. And maybe some people can make a debate for the player on the other team, Vince Carter, for that, DeMar DeRozan, maybe. Kawhi's one year is a testament for greatness, but that's a debate that will be had for many, many of years. But shout out Kyle Lowry. He had a 12 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds tonight, almost secured a triple-double, was a plus 32 for the game. The next highest was Sergi Baca at 17. But Kyle Lowry, he, he's just a, the Raptor. He When you think the Toronto Raptors, he's the face that I think of.
1: Ben. I know you're going to say, in your opinion, he's deserving. Maybe objectively, he's deserving. Mm -hmm. But will he be an all-star in the lens of whatever the selection criteria is? I know it's partially votes, partially coaches' decisions, uh, and internal votes. These are all coaches now. Is it all coaches? On the
0: bench, it's all coaches, yeah.
1: In the eyes of the coaches, Ben, your own opinion removed, is Kyle Lowry going to be an all-star this season?
0: In my opinion, he has to be, and obviously I'm a huge Kyle Lowry stan, but objectively looking at 20 points, 4.5 rebounds, 7 assists on the second, we just saw the Miami Heat lose to the Boston Celtics, so the Raptors are officially in second place right now. You can't keep a guy playing at this level, especially with the history he's had, because coaches love to give give all-star nods to players that have had a storied career or have been accomplished throughout the years. The stat line he's putting up, the team record, he just—he's just coming off an NBA championship. You can't not put this guy in as a, a All Star in the Eastern Conference. When you look at the other players, obviously Kemba and Trey Young were the named the starters in the guard positions. Jimmy Butler's considered a forward. Ben Simmons maybe he's competing with. Kyrie, but he's played about four games this season. I, I don't see anyone that could re- that really is deserving over Kyle Lowry objectively this season.
1: Bradley, Bradley Beal, maybe. He's been playing really well.
0: Brad, yeah, that's fair. But a, and maybe Chris Middleton as well. To be, to look at.
1: Uh, Chris Middleton also, yeah, th- as it's rolling in, just posted a 51-point game this evening in a victory against Bradley Beal. And there's been a lot of 50-point games as of the last three-game stretch. Um, so... Just a fun little stat to insert. But Ben, I definitely agree with you. I think of all the seasons that I've challenged on you on whether or not Guy Lowry is a deserving All Star. If you can remember last season, the season before, I usually like to, you know, ruffle your tail feathers when it comes to this sort of <laughs> like argument this sort of conversation but this season in particular i I would agree with you because of what we've been talking about before the podcast started the expectations of the toronto raptors some people such Mm as like you pointed out sam mitchell didn't even have the raptors pegged to make the playoffs and here they are now coming into the all-star break second in the league i would i would assume nobody expected that and a lot of that is due to the good performance of kyle lowry and of course pascal siakam who's already been awarded that starter position and the supporting cast but kyle Lowry, i think is very deserving to be an all-star this season
0: most definitely and there's there's a lot of toronto raptors that have just been playing at a whole nother level this year you mentioned it not high expectations for the team coming in especially from the american media but they've asserted themselves as the second seed in the Eastern Conference at this point in the season. And Kyle Lowry, Siakam, Siakam had 24 points, 9 rebounds. He's uh, we didn't get to talk about the Spurs game much or at all in the last podcast, but he's been on a on a slowly back to being the Pascal Siakam that he was pre-injury. Tonight hit a, a couple threes, but was attacking with the same kind of aggression that we like to see. Obviously only played 27 minutes against the Atlanta Hawks, and in the third quarter it looked like he was more so passing it off, but just... It's great to see Siakam back to his score first mindset, ready ready to be aggressive and getting buckets.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely, Ben. And we always talk about confidence-building games. And mm-hmm. the game against the Atlanta Hawks when they were playing in Atlanta, it was confidence-building games for the likes of Norman Powell, Terrence Davis, Fred VanVleet, if you'll remember their three-point explosion all of them mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter and tonight it seemed like Pascal Siakam uh, guys like maybe Marcus All. you could add into the conversation it was just a, a good game I think to to really set the tone for the Toronto Raptors to show them what they're capable of doing as a team and now we look forward to the next stretch of basketball we're playing um, the Bulls the, the Cavaliers the Cavs um, yep. who else was it uh, the, pist- uh, no, the Pistons the Pacers twice the, the Nets twice now Pacers like you mentioned they're they're not a terrible team they're in the playoffs they're in the mix Oladipo might be coming back but for all intents and purposes Ben this should be a pretty good stretch for the Toronto Raptors so to go in with this momentum hopefully we can stretch this eight game win streak into a 15 game win well however many it is five more games so 13 game win streak
0: yeah no most definitely the Raptors can certainly if they stay focused stay aggressive and And keep having performances like they've been having, it's certainly possible that they can take advantage of this easier, lighter schedule. The Pacers have been really good in the Eastern Conference. They're part of that six clump of six teams, and Depot's coming back, so they're going to be ready to fire up the engines, I'd say, a bit now in the next few games. But certainly going to be exciting to watch, but... If the Raptors have bench performances like they did tonight against those teams, they'll be fine. And two guys that came off the bench tonight, Terrence Davis and Serge Ibaka. Ibaka with 24 points and 10 rebounds tonight, 9 of 14 shooting, hit a couple of threes. And Terrence Davis with 15 points and 6 rebounds. That that scoring punch that they had um, coming off the bench tonight, especially where Norman Powell... He, he got some, the refing. we'll talk about the refing later, but he was really taken out of the game because on some drives early in the game, the refs didn't call anything. So it took Norm a while to get his game going, but it was certainly picked up by Ibaka and Davis's strong performance.
1: Absolutely, Ben. Have you come to expect anything different from, it, it, it's weird that it's never consistent. That's the one thing that I find It's like we're, night in and night out, we're going to get a different good performance yep. from a different mm-hmm. guy coming off the bench. Um But I think that that's the magic of the depth of the Toronto Raptors is Mm -hmm. that on any given night we could have Norm explode for 28 points or Terrence Davis do it or Serge Ibaka who credit to him he has been playing consistently recently but it circles back to my point with being this is a game you're not going to get a lot of pressure from the opposing defense Atlanta I apologize but if you're an Atlanta fan watching this podcast their second worst record in the league. They're worse. They're the worst team in the East. They're worse than the Knicks, and the Knicks are garbage. They are firing trash. So tonight is a game that the guys can just focus on the fundamentals and get some good baskets.
0: Yeah, no, no, most definitely. And, yeah, it's just great to see the, the whole team just confident, ready to go. Fred Van Vliet also had 19 points tonight, three assists. Gasol, as you mentioned, started off the game with uh, 10 points, firing off the bat going uh, toe-to-toe with John Collins in terms of scoring for a stretch there. Fortunately, Gasol, early in this game, went down, uh, he was subbed out of the game, no one really knew why, the refs did a weird, they ended up giving the Raptors a technical for Gasol running to the locker room, which really didn't make any sense considering he was injured, but Gasol really was looking good before he got hurt, The, the Raptors were getting a lot of blocks with Gasol and OG at the start of this one, but... A bit scary to see Gasol go out with a hamstring. It led to Boucher getting some run at the end of this one. We'll talk about him a little bit, but hopefully this Gasol hamstring issue is not going to be something serious.
1: No, because we're sort of depleting our height then at that point. Obviously, with Ronda Hills-Jefferson being out for a little bit, we're Mm going to see Serge Ibaka now probably shift up to the 5, but then we're going to be relying on a much smaller lineup coming off the bench.
0: Yeah, especially without Rondé, but Boucher came into this game. He's been uh, out of the rotation for the past few games. A few people have been really frustrated about that, and the way he played, especially the start of this year, I was it, it's weird to see Boucher earn those minutes and then just kind of fall out of the rotation, but tonight... He missed his threes. He didn't usually. He didn't knock down the threes that he usually knocks down in garbage time, but he was being really aggressive. He was taking passes from Kyle Lowry, trying to dunk everything, which is great to see. He's trying to get blocks, playing good solid defense. Did have four fouls in 13 minutes, though, but nine points, five rebounds, and the aggression of Boucher that we like to see, Matt and Jack were joking about him always being ready to shoot the ball. If Gasol is out, or even if he's not, do you think Boucher will be reinserted into the lineup now in the coming games?
1: You would hope so, it's, again, especially over this stretch now, right? You mm-hmm. you want to let the guys that don't play as much give them some run, and you want to try to take some of the load off of our guys that we're going to rely on more heavily now. Of course, we're approaching mm-hmm. the the all-star break, so you can afford to play guys harder if you needed to, but the, the fact is they don't need to, <laughs> right? We're going yep. into an easy stretch of basketball. Give the guys like Boucher and Terrence Davis more time than they're probably going to get if the— you know, if the lineups ever start getting a little bit more, or the matchups ever start getting a little more difficult.
0: Yeah, and tonight, minutes-wise, no one played over 30 besides Kyle Lowry, but it was sort of his night. Nurse left him out there with the bench unit for a stretch to get those assists, and and it wasn't in a means of disrespect or anything. He still usually runs the offense, even when the Raptors are up big, but Lowry's the only guy with 33 minutes. But as you mentioned it, we we'd like to not have to play... Lowry, Fred, Siakam, 40 minutes a night, because we want to be able to handle teams like the Atlanta Hawks, the Bulls, all the teams we have coming up, so it's going to be interesting to look out for, but Riker, we, we should swing into the segments, we're, we're going pretty long here, tonight, do you have a spicy p of the day in mind?
1: Um, there was a nice pass on the fast break between Kyle and Serge Ibaka, but it was nothing spectacular, Ben, do you have something maybe a little bit more exciting than that?
0: I think just the two assists that got Kyle Lowry the the record. There wasn't there was a few nice dunks from Boucher and all that, but the he was it looked like for a few straight possessions Kyle was just really head manning the ball to get those assists, get out of the game. But it, it ended up the one that got it was a nice lob pass to Terrence Davis, who ended up finishing almost tried to finish as a lob, and he said, "You know what? I'm not gonna risk this." took it down, and then finished a little hook on the other side. The bench went crazy. The announcers, or the in-game announcer, in-arena announcer, not Matt and Jack, he he didn't call out Kyle Lowry's record till a timeout, which ended up being like, felt like seven, eight minutes in real time after. But the the bench was going wild. The crowd kind of, some of the people in the crowd knew. It was just exciting to see Kyle Lowry get that record.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well-deserved. Nothing against Mm -hmm. Jose Calderon definitely a raptors legend but for the most part we have only had success as a franchise since the introduction of kyle lowry pairing him up with the mar and then of Mm -hmm. course into last season's championship stretch and now some magical basketball in this season when the raptors are true underdogs so kyle lowry's been there through it all he's been the cornerstone for this franchise and he is nobody more deserving on the toronto raptors than him to have an all-time Milestone like like that, being the leader and assist. So, really, kudos to him.
0: Most definitely, and shout out to Jose too. Jose Calderon might get lost in sort of the history because obviously he became came before the Raptors' big success, but he was a baller. Those mid-range jumpers, and do you see all the mascots they had running around this this game in the intermissions? I did. It they was weird. Like a it bobble, was, I didn't a like a bobblehead Jose Calderon. <laughs> I did not like it. it made me uncomfortable. A <laughs> Yeah, there's a mo. I thought the Mo Pete because it was twenty four with the Raptors. I thought they had a Kobe mascot, and I was I was like, that's a that's a weird sight to see, especially the timing and all that. But uh, they they had Matt Bonner as well. They had a lot of weird mascot assistants. They called them alumni. So yeah, that that could feed Did into the OGs as not all. P- yeah, they have that's Matt Bonner there, the one. Red Rock, <laughs> and uh, Damien Stoudemire. I think it was. It was kind of wild. It was it was a bit weird. I it took me a while to figure out what was going on. Is that so, getting your OGs, that's, geez, Ben? That's a that's a part of the OGs. But I brought up the OGs to you before the podcast. I guess we'll do the proper segment. Not all plays could be the spicy PLA of the day, and some just make you say "OGs." Oh, and at the end of this game, there's a there's a man on the other team, Charlie Brown Jr. That's that's his name. Uh, he has an afro. One side is. Uh, just regular, normal colored hair. The other half of it is blonde. Immediately caught my eye, as you mentioned. It had the XXX Tentacion OG sort of look to him on the on the court. But he he came into the game, and you could tell he had the the Chris Boucher mindset. He was ready to shoot. He was ready to let it fly. He missed his first shot, got his own rebound, took a really. Difficult layup in in the half court, ended up making it, but the OGs which comes up for Charlie Brown Jr. is the the possessions following, it looked like he had an open layup, you mentioned it might have been blocked, I wasn't sure, but he missed this just easy sort of hook, he went up with it weird, didn't hit the rim, then his team got the offensive rebound, he ended up getting another just... Not you don't want to call them open layups as there's a defender there, but layups NBA players should be making uh, open in terms of an NBA guy just came off and just slapped it right off the backboard in the same vein like a I would in grade three, and then the possession after after missing those two layups and visible frustration on you could see it then. Comes down the lane, and no one's really moving for the Atlanta Hawks. He just has to throw up a hook shot, which, again, doesn't hit the rim. Charlie Brown Jr., his last stretch of basketball made me say, oh, jeez, Riker.
1: Ben, I'm playing intramurals. I was playing Sunday night. I missed a few gimmies. I also happened to roll my ankle. It's very bruised right now. Definitely sprained it, but... You know, sometimes you miss those shots, Ben. Sometimes you miss them, uh, so you can't criticize him too much. But with that comes the one, the only, the Mary Carroll Gold Star Award for worst performance of the night. Ben, do you have someone this evening? You really briefly touched on the referees. Is there someone else that you would rather give it to?
0: the re- The refs were getting it, in my eyes. The injuries the Raptors sustained could be getting it too, but. The the calls they were given to Trey Young, I know he's a star. I know he's a smaller guard, so when he gets hit, he you know moves more unlike a Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Vliet. But the the calls were really weird throughout this one. The Raptors were fortunately able to to make it up, but yeah, and they they never got any. It seemed like when the refs called a foul f- in favor of the Raptors, it was when after we've already made a shot and they just took away our basket and we had to side inbounds. It was it was a really weird look, Riker
1: absolutely ben um but in a game like this it doesn't really afford you to care you know <laughs> who who cares <laughs> uh
0: that is that's very fair yep. that's a very <laughs> fair statement <laughs> anyways the Raptors' 16 point win it felt bigger uh vince carter probably his last game ever or i don't know if we play the atlanta hawks again at home but it was uh yeah it's weird to see vince not He's still in the league. Oh and man, it is time it. for him
1: to retire, Ben. Good riddance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can't we can't hate on Vince too much, as learned in previous podcasts. But he is a Raptors legend. I'm not the biggest fan of Vince, but it's cool to see every th- all the fences mended and him kind of laugh. He he hit a crazy shot over OG at the beginning of this one. They, they kind of laughed at him on the way back, OG, because was phenomenal defense and it it fluked in, but. Vince is is become more chill as an older age and around the league. So shout out Vince Carter if it's last season. Raptors legend for sure. No matter what your opinion is on him, Riker, do you have any last words before we send it off?
1: XXX tentacion. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.